welcome everybody to Hi. your Friday night podcast, The Paranormal Umbrella. I know we've been gone for a minute, but I'm back. She's back. Okay. She's she's back. She's here. <laughs> oh, here for those who do not know, we're probably going to listen to this after the live. First off, hi, how are you doing? Also, are you following our social media? Are That's you? That's a thing. And also, uh, our beautiful, amazingly talented, and and absolutely beautiful host here, Sooth. She was not with us for like a week or so, for a little bit, for family business. Yeah. Um, and our lovely, amazing person, Kellick, stepped in for us. Um, it was just basically an episode where our beautiful voice talent, Dylan, um, read a story from Reddit. So if you haven't listened to that yet, it's in our, it's in everywhere. It's literally everywhere. And you can get it's it everywhere. It. And <laughs> yes, she's back. I missed her so much. I missed you too. <laughs> I'm so glad to be back. I missed everybody here at the PCPS family. And I am so glad that we can continue with our Friday night podcast. Um, and tonight we've got something real spoop for you. Yes. It's yes. real spoopy. It's H.H. Holmes. Was he also Jack the Ripper? Now, I'm sure everyone has heard of the conspiracy theory. Well, they're calling it a conspiracy theory mm-hmm. that H.H. Holmes was indeed Jack the Ripper. But if you stay and listen to us for the next hour, you will find out that it is more than that and also less unfortunately. Right. We have been doing research on H.H. Holmes, and uh, that's his AKA, by the way, that's his alias. His real name is Herman Mudgett. So we've been doing this for, what, about a week now? A week and a half? Um, Yeah. That's just for this podcast. Now, I have been interested in H.H. Holmes as the first documented serial killer in Mm -hmm. America, in the United States. Back in 1884. He found inspiration in Sherlock Holmes, didn't he? He sure did. That's why he changed his name from Mudgett to Holmes. Mm -hmm. Now, he had several aliases because he was a traveler. Mm -hmm. He's like a murdering carpetbagger. Yeah. And I say that because carpetbaggers back then were the ones who would, you know, go from town to town with their huge carpet bag and would take out all the latest and greatest that you could find Uh from medicines to the greatest widget, the uh, tools, anything and everything they had in that carpet bag. And they were liars. Liars. Mm -hmm. They fed on the poor and used that they needed Things that they didn't have readily available to them, like their counterparts, the more um, richly blessed, uh, and would sell them counterfeit things. Mm. Well, this this goes into H. H. Holmes because he was also kind of a carpetbagger himself. Right, he would be anything that you needed at that time: a builder, an artist, a doctor. Anything and everything. And actually, jack of all trades. He was a jack of all trades. And this is the funny thing. He got his start as a cobbler. He worked for a cobbler when he Mm -hmm. was younger as a child. And uh, everybody said there was something a little off about him then. They didn't think, you know, it was to this extent. (laughs) Obviously, I don't think anybody would just expect, you know, 
they wouldn't expect a child to become a serial killer, but they just, you know, he was a little off. He was a little strange. It didn't the uh, cobbler uh, say that uh, he had a weird fascination for money. Yes. Don't get was, me wrong. He was great. I, I would like to have some money as well, but not like that. All. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't we all like to, to be financially well off? We would have. Right. <laughs> especially. You know, student especially debt just magically yeah. gone, you know? Just poof, gone. Yeah. Especially in this day and age. Uh, with yeah. with eggs costing so much. <laughs> $27 for a carton, but we're not going to go there. We're this not going to go there because I'm going to get mad. And, you know... <laughs> It's not that kind of podcast. No. <laughs> but um, so he started off as a cobbler. And the way that they figured out that he was extremely greedy and would do anything for money is he stole 48 cents from the vest pocket of his boss, the cobbler. And if anybody doesn't know what a cobbler is, they made shoes. It's what they did for a living. Um mm. Then he tried to swindle his way into getting paid twice for the same job that he had performed that day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, back then in, in the 1800s, 48 cents was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. Some people only got paid like two or three cents a week, depending. And uh, Was it really that low? It was really that low. I mean, when you can't we, even get a, a, a chicken nugget for that, you can't get a chicken nugget for hell. You can't even get the sauce for a chicken. You can't nugget even get one single fry. Not even a fry. I'd be upset. Can't even get the ketchup packet mm-hmm. to go with that. Fry. He said, "No, I'm taking enough to where I get the whole menu." I'm I'm gonna get the whole chicken nugget and a side of sauce. Okay, he was in it to win it, mm. and uh, he he didn't get along with the other students in the school that he attended. He he tended to stay by himself, take long walks for hours in the woods, all by him lonesome. Not and long uh, walks on the beach, long no, walks in the woods. In the woods, I've y'all. I've seen people be be like, oh, I like long walks on the beach. No, he was like, I like to take long walks in the woods. Yeah, that uh, that was him. That was all old Herman, <laughs> old Mister Mudget, and that, that's a funny name, Mudget. It, <laughs> it is, you know. Is that maybe maybe is, is that the reason why he? Sh- it could that be one of the reasons why he switched his name to Holmes? Because Mudget is a. I mean, yeah. it is. It's a funny name to say in any accent. So I, I would assume, but no, it was pretty much because he had a fascination with Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Someone so. in the chat said that those two cents only able to get the nuggy breading. <laughs> you know, nice, not, not even the breading. Just you don't even smell it. You just to look at it. it. You can. It's free smells. It's free, free smells. smells. You can smell the nuggy, but you can't eat it. Right. So, <laughs> but this is going to come, you know, this is going to come back. This is going to come handy later on mm-hmm. in our story of Mr. Mudget, a, you know, AKA Mr. Holmes. Um, he at 16 decided that he wanted to become a doctor. He wanted to get into the medical field. And the reason for this is because when he was much younger, probably around six or seven, um, a group of older boys dragged him into the doctor's office, Dr. White, and um, threw him into the examination room Mm. and made him, like forced him to look at an actual human skeleton. Mm. And Mm. since then, he had developed a morbid fascination with the human anatomy. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the anatomy is cool. And when I first saw my, when I saw the first skeleton, my first skeleton, I was like, we got that many bones. 
But no, yeah. he was like, huh, can yeah. I see this all the time? And, and you know, all the time. Hmm. Yeah. So 16, he decides that's what he wants to do. In the meantime, he falls in love with his first wife mm-hmm. and they get married at that young age. Now, it, their, their romance was a whirlwind. He was fascinated with her. She was fascinated with him. They fell in love. Dun, 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 and they get married. The family. This, yeah. Yeah. Now, this is the part where the family is just like, I don't like how fast this is going. They were 16. 16, y'all. But back then, that wasn't unheard of. People were getting married as young as 12. Yeah. That surprised me when I first heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> so he... And this wonderful wife of his um, get married and they have a son. In the meantime, he is working for her family at their grocery store, which back then their grocery store is pretty much where you could get malts and you can get mm-hmm. ice cream and you can get your groceries and you can also get your prescriptions. Okay. So he decides, I don't want to be a clerk for my whole life. This isn't something that I saw myself do. I am meant for bigger and better things. And I ain't expected to be that kind of bigger and better thing. <laughs> preach it, girl. Preach it. So Mr. Herman Mudgett decides that he is going to go to uh, the medical school. And he is going to become a doctor. And he is uh, also covering up the fact that when he was a child, he liked to torture animals. And uh, that that fascination is growing into the human anatomy. Ooh. Okay. Now these Go parts, away. <laughs> right? Serial killer. Serial killer. Big red flag. Hello. Right there. Anyway. <laughs> now these are the things that we are discussing right now. Are the sensationalized versions of H. H. Holmes? Okay. Because when he was going for his death sentence. And he was caught and in Chicago and he was explaining himself and writing, which was one of many confessions because he also recanted several times. Um, he would go in and uh, explain that he wasn't a murderer, that he was just experimenting. Mm-hmm. And then he was a murderer and he would say, you know, well, I... I murdered a lot of people, and and half the people that he said that he murdered were still alive. So, yeah, uh, he has set himself up to be a pathological liar. So nobody could believe what he was saying. They couldn't believe that he was, uh, did he really kill 27 people? Or is he plagiarizing himself because he sold his story or his confession before the confession was actually um, legally taken down? To a newspaper for $7,500. And back then. That was money. It was money. It was a lot of money, y'all. It was a lot of money. That that was that was like house top, house, multiple houses mm. type money. It was. And he did indeed have multiple houses. And multiple states. <laughs> it, was, it was multiple houses in multiple states. Okay. He started off. In New Hampshire. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, he went to the University of Michigan for a medical degree. And Holmes financed his education with a series of insurance scams. Yes. 
it was much, much easier to defraud insurance companies back then. And uh, he would scam them by requesting coverage for non-existent people and then presented corpses as the insured. So, I mean, back then going to medical school, they literally performed experiments and autopsies on actual bodies. I also read regarding uh, the insurance, I also read that at some point he worked for the elderly and he mm-hmm. would convince them to put his name on their will so that like whenever he they died, he would get everything. And next thing you know, those people just mysteriously, miraculously, somehow just, you know, kapoops. Boop. Just booped off the radar, man. They don't exist anymore. They were just mysteriously gone. Either they was kapoops or they was found the next day. And he's just like, oh, no. Oh, no. You know? And playing, and playing that acting role really, really well. And it's like, and money, 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 money. He was Mr. Krabs. He was Mr. Krabs <laughs> from Spongebob. But back then, he was like, money, 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 money. He was all about that money. All about that money. Okay, so he, we know he's in medical school. We know he has access to cadavers, which are human remains, mm-hmm. and so it made it made it real easy for him to be able to pull these scams off, and that's how he made his money so that he could live in luscious lifestyle. He could do and grab anything that he wanted, including women. Okay, we're going to get to that in a minute. Remember when we told you that he was married at 16 and had a wonderful, loving wife and a supportive family and Mm -hmm. a great son? Well, the relationship turned out to be abusive and they moved from where they were originally at, which I believe was New Hampshire. And um, he kind of just left them. He just kind of left them there and and moved on and had a second wife but here's the thing here's the kicker she never received divorce papers so they were legally married until he died mm. yeah yeah he had uh f- what was it three uh four four, four, four other four other wives well no it was three other wives, wives and but one four that- in total yeah, four in total. One who presented herself as his wife, but they weren't actually legally married. So he he had four other in total. Um, but in 1886, Holmes decides to leave his wife and he moves to Chicago to work as a pharmacist. Now, the sensationalized version of this is that he swindled the pharmacy from an elderly couple or killed them in order to inherit this pharmacy from them. But in truth, it was a couple that was about in their 20-somethings, a young couple. And um, yeah, he didn't swindle anything from them. But he ended up buying the pharmacy from the owner's widow after his death. Mm -hmm. And then she mysteriously disappeared. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so with a new series of cons, Holmes raised enough money to build a giant, elaborate home across the street from the pharmacy. And that giant castle became known as the Murder Castle. In this sensationalized version, the exaggerated version, okay, um, this castle was fitted with torture rooms, gas chambers, body chutes, trap doors, 
Mm -hmm. uh, mystery rooms that only one staircase could access behind the walls of the other rooms in this murder castle. Now, honestly, though, this in this sensationalized version, right? This is how all these things, these tragic, horrible, inhumane things where he would take these people and he would knock them out and then use the body chute to get their bodies down to the basement where while they were still alive, he would torture them and do inhumane, utterly undescribable things to them before he would right. them. Right. Okay? But in real life, what did he do, Tina? Mm, you got it. Nope. I... Mm -mm. <laughs> In, in real life, he didn't have the time nor the means to make such a hotel. Sorry to burst your murderous little heart bubbles, but uh, he didn't actually get to finish the hotel. He did a good portion of it, but he wasn't he able did. to finish it completely. He wasn't able because he kept getting, he had, I think it was 63, I think, uh -huh. if I'm quoting right, 63 so. lawsuits against him um which for, is who one lawsuit would make my heart stop 63 right but he he had no qualms he was fine he thought he was perfectly fine and at the time he was he was fine okay he was buying things like furniture and um building equipment tools the things in order to finish said castle okay um on credit and then he would take those things that he bought hide them in the mysterious rooms that could only be accessed in one form or fashion, the one and only staircase to it, um, those, those items, and then he would sell them for a profit, but never pay back what he owed on credit. So right. hence lawsuits. But he also had lawsuits in uh, insurance because he, but, and, and look, guys, if you're going to commit insurance fraud, don't buy the insurance and then the next day set your home on fire. Now, also, this is not us trying to tell you how to do it. So if you mm -mm. end up doing it, don't you dare tell nobody that it was our fault and that we convinced. <laughs> don't, don't, don't you dare. It wasn't us. It wasn't us. I'm just trying to say, use your noggin. Okay. Think with your brain pan first. I'm just saying. Anyways, because this is what he did. Isn't that how he, he got arrested too? Yeah, this is one way how he got arrested, okay? Because he committed, um, oh, Lord, what is the name here? I know the insurance name for Insurance fraud? Well, it's, in, it's insurance fraud, but, um, oh, crap. Oh, Ooh, I can't remember the I actual I know what you're talking word. about, and I can't remember the word. Right, brain fart. Okay, Wait. it's basically where you set your own stuff on fire. He set the third floor of, no, the second floor of his murder castle on fire. Yeah. And it was... It was too, it was too obvious. Was arson. Too obvious. There we go. Thank yes, you. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was arson. I, uh, I appreciate that. Big brain. <laughs> big brain. It's okay. Big we brain. got big brain in here. <laughs> thank you so much for that. Um, I'm having a brain fart day today. It's just one of those days where my brain is on slow. I'm not getting a full connection up here. I'm having interruptions with my internet. Yeah. yeah I have to get with the technical crew that's up there and ask them what's taking them so long. Absolutely. That's what I need. Okay. And so let Jesse know and he'll be like, oh, that's you all the time. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's well, true. Up, you ain't have to agree. It's Look, I'm agreeing because we're in the same boat, girl. 
Okay, we're both dumb today. We are both in. We are full dumb today. Okay, we couldn't even remember the name arson. And yeah, right? we're both. And we in just it. heard it in the video. We just we heard it. When I tell you that we have been researching this, we were researching this up until seven oh four today before we decided to to come on air, and we did watch an amazing video on it that is on YouTube by the Channy the Channy the channel. Channy. Don't you dare! You leave me alone. My my brain is going. Is, is going too fast for my mouth hole, okay? So it's the channel, Well, I Never, on YouTube. And he did a great job of breaking it down and removing. <laughs> Stop it! You listen, girl! <laughs> he did a great job of removing these. If you like the video, make sure you like, subscribe to the channel. <laughs> That's right, to the Channy. That's it from now on. That's I can't get rid of it. I'll never be able to leave this. And no, that I have created for myself of Channy. And now this is an in public, and and you're and gonna it's upload it, and everybody's like, yeah, thousands of people are gonna hear it. Look, you you're already in trouble because your husband heard you say it. I know. I can't even. I can't even edit it out. No. Oh Lord, it's over. Well, here it is. This is my life now. I accept it. Um, <laughs> it's a great channel go look at it he breaks it down he removes the sensationalism from the story and gives you the actual nitty-gritty okay mm-hmm. um so okay 1886 holmes moves to chicago to work as a pharmacist a few months later he bought the pharmacy from the owner's widow after his death like her husband's death not holmes's death anyways she then mysteriously disappeared hmm. and with a new series of cons Holmes raised enough money to build a giant elaborate home across from the store, which he had previously bought the land to. Okay. The home, which Holmes called the castle, was reported to have secret passageways, fake walls, and trap doors, which we've already pretty much said that. Right. Yeah, wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Holmes's basement also allegedly contained a lab with equipment used for his uh, dissections but these are allegations okay right. were likely exaggerated except for the fact that holmes killed a young boy named howard and howard's remains were found in an oven it was a new type of oven that holmes had ordered specifically for this job because Holmes is a psycho. He was actually recorded saying by one of his neighbors when they saw that this new stove was being delivered to his home. Um, that is a giant stove. Wouldn't this other one be more practical? And Holmes said, well, not for children. Yeah. But then, you know, let's think again for a minute. Yeah. You know, that would have been the, the day, him saying that would have been the day like, okay, so we need to move. All right, I need to get my family and just skedaddle. Yeah, because but they didn't. They didn't skedaddle, and we're getting to that part. So just hang in there. Yes, yes, Channy. Lord have mercy. You gotta tell me. They're they're not gonna let you forget this. I will never forget it. Never, never. They're gonna remind. I might as well put it on a t-shirt. Yes, yes, (laughs) Channy. I said Channy instead of Channel. Holy crumbles, guys. Okay. So, young women in the area, 
along with tourists who had come to see the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago, had rented out rooms in Holmes's half-finished castle. Because didn't he call it the World's Fair Hotel? He did, because he wanted it associated with the World's Fair so that people would think it was the official hotel mm-hmm. of the World's Fair. And then they suddenly began disappearing. So, according to uh, history or the History Channel, um, medical schools purchased many human skeletons from Dr. Holmes. Dr. Holmes. Doctor. During his period, but never asked how he obtained the anatomy species. I feel like that would be the first thing I would ask. You'd think? I, I think, you know, with the fact that this man is coming to my establishment with my employees almost every week, if not every three days, with a new skull of a child. And you mean to tell me you're going to look at that and be like, okay, a body. This is a body. This is a whole body. This is a whole ass person right I, here. That would be the first thing I asked. Be like, well, where did person? you get this? Where? How? So <laughs> I grew these skeletons myself. <laughs> <laughs> and this, I grew them in my backyard. Mm-hmm. These are homegrown organic skeletons. Dylan said the Goodwill. <laughs> I'm sick and tired. <laughs> the Goodwill. All right. <laughs> If I see a skeleton, next time I go to the Goodwill, if I see a skeleton there, Dylan, um, it's over. <laughs> That's, uh, that gives a whole new meaning. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Whole different meaning that. Target has literally everything. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, look. So we're moving on. Holmes was finally caught after attempting to use another corpse in an insurance scam. An insurance scam. He confessed, saying, I was born with the devil in me. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer. No more than a poet can help the inspiration to sing. Now, that explains to you now, 26 minutes into our lovely podcast, as to why it is on Paranormal Umbrella. Mm-hmm. There is a paranormal aspect to this. He believed, till the day he was hung by the neck, that he was possessed or the reincarnation of Satan himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was executed on 1896, where he was to be hung. And this may be a little graphic for anyone, so if you need a moment, go ahead and leave. I'll give you a second. Okay. okay. So he was hung by the neck, and when he dropped, it did not break his neck. And he slowly suffocated for over 20 minutes before he was declared deceased. Mm-hmm. Now, Holmes, or Mr. Mudgett, had requested that his body be buried 10 to 15 feet deep and that there were to be layers of concrete poured over his body to keep him in the ground because he believed that if he were not completely secure in his coffin, that Satan would use his body as a portal to crawl out from hell and continue his killing spree. 
Now, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't want to use the word fascinated because I'm not fascinated by what he did or what he who he is at all. Okay, let that be right, known right. right now on this day. Okay, right. um, but I, it's fascinating how his life inspired people to make video games. Now that we play, I find that fascinating. Um, I find, isn't there a game, there's a game called the the devil in me, right? Yes, it is a new game. And if y'all like dark anthology, like I do, because I love it, their recent game that they released is called the devil in me. And it is based on H.H. Holmes. Mm -hmm. Um, That was, uh, sorry, that was a spoiler. Um, It's their, their absolute best one yet to be honest aside from little hope and i am a gamer my husband is a gamer my family are we're all gamers here so and i i have a penchant for horror games i love them Mm -hmm. and this one is fantastic it is so good i'm not going to give any spoilers away i'm just going to say play it download it it's standalone you don't have to play anything else in the series though i recommend you do and um, you're going to love it as much as we did. There uh, is, it's fantastic. There is another game. I think I brought it up to you and uh, Jesse when we was talking about this. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Ravenous Devils. I, I'm not going to give off like everything. I'm just going to read the description. Um, a horror game, a horror cooking game simulator where the secret ingredient is crime. Improve your shops, buy new tools, expand your menu, and above all, make your customers happy. So... <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely inspired, 100% inspired pies, by H.H. H. Holmes. Pies? Would you like some pies? Sir? And let's just say they had a different way of this, uh, you know, getting rid of the, the body. They had a very, you know, flavorful, let me just go ahead and say that, seasonal, seasoning, <laughs> you know. They had a lot of seasoning. Oven kind of with flour and yeast. They had a very different way of getting rid of the body. It's, it's very good. It's on the Switch. I'm pretty sure it's on the Steam too. You know, I really recommend it. That's a really good game. I played a game twice. It's lovely. <laughs> it's great. So it, yeah, it does. It's kind of concerning that we play games like this, but you know, it's fine. I'm not concerned at all. I mean, everybody's a little, a little, you know, and, and just a little bit. Yeah, there. Everybody's a little in in left field, just a little twitchy. It's okay. It's all right. As long as you don't actually act on it, we're fine. Anyway, moving on. So, um, <laughs> how does H.H. Holmes have anything to do with Jack the Ripper and the title of this podcast. Right. Now that we have given you the sensationalized version of what happened to H.H. Holmes and what he supposedly did, which he didn't. It wasn't that great. He did have secret rooms, but everybody knew about them. They weren't so secret. Mm -hmm. And he was just hiding stolen merchandise in there. He did indeed have one trap door that was under a, uh, a bathtub. Um, and he did have a basement where he did actually like incinerate. He cremated bodies in that basement, although they can't prove it because he was so successful at it. Right. Um, he did say in his sentence, I was born with the devil in me. His name, Herman Webster Mudgett, the man often referred to as America's first serial killer. And why America's first serial killer? How did he get here? How did he pop up here? Well, we know he was born in New Hampshire. We know he was a little strange. He was a little off. We know that he was showing signs at an early age that he was going to be a serial killer or had potential to become one. But at some point in Mr. Mudgett's lifetime, he traveled to London. Mm -hmm. He did. He did. 
And that line, I was born with the devil in me, penned in 1895 in a jailhouse confession, was so powerful and inspired a book series called Stalking Jack the Ripper. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, why is he being referred to as a potential subject, if, if not the actual Jack the Ripper? Because of his time in London. He was literally a block a away block. from what is referred to as he the could devil's walk around acre. the corner. A walk yes. around the corner. He was right there. Right there. Boom. There he was. Whitechapel. Boom. There he was. Mm-hmm. It was. He was right there. And the killing style between Jack the Ripper and Mr. Holmes was eerily similar. Yeah. The mutilation, the dissection, the medical, um, the medically way, the precision that they used. Mm -hmm. Many people said that it was either had to be, that Jack the Ripper either had to be a butcher, because a butcher knows anatomy of all the animals and how, you know, to get the best meats, the best cuts, Mm -hmm. right? And a medical student, if not a doctor, because that's how precise these kills were. But then you had the almost personal attack, okay, with mutilating the lower extremities. I'm not going to go into that. No. And um, and women, the upper part of the, yeah. And then their faces. Like, he had this thing. He this had person a fascination had this with the faces. Right? Like, just unrecognizable. The female goods. (laughs) Yeah, the female goods. You know? Yeah, it was was there. He took it. Yeah. He's like, hey, instead of me just, you know, know, uh, being the charmer that I know that I am, let me just take it. Let me just... Just cut it out real quick. I'm going to take this. So it's not, I mean, it's not so far-fetched here. It's not so far-fetched that he could have possibly been Jack the Ripper. But there are seven other people who were also considered suspects at the time that could have been Jack the Ripper. Because if anybody has done any kind of research into serial killers, everyone knows Jack the Ripper. Even if you just watch horror movies, you know who Jack the Ripper is. Mm -hmm. If you do not, uh, what rock have you been living under and can I come? Because you have completely, like, created a bubble where nothing penetrates it and you don't know nothing. And I'd like to go there sometime because it'd be nice vacation. But anyway... um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying, girl, you know, some of us need a vacation. But was um, that a little hint hint for the fact that your husband's in the, in the, in the chat? Too? Was that a little wink wink nudge nudge? Like, hey, hey we already have plans for the next coming months of how we're going to enjoy our our I demand anniversary. I, 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 I demand no. uh p- travel pictures. Not pictures mm-hmm. that you that you may be thinking, but pictures of the traveling. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know we were that kind of friends. Uh, listen, listen. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. All right. So Jack the Ripper. <laughs> he was known as the devil of Whitechapel or the devil of the devil's acres, Satan of the devil's acre. Because that's where all of these, the the most influential five killings took place was in Whitechapel. And 
if like I said, y'all need to just you just need to look into it because they were gruesome. They were brutal. They were not good in any form or fashion. Like it was recorded that young policemen, young bobbies who were who were there finding these bodies and being alerted to these murder victims, like actually like right on scene. You know, so our amazing voice talent said something just now. He said, "What if?" Jack the Ripper was possessed by a demon himself and the demon left and attached itself to Holmes when he went back to America. Thus the devil made me do it defense of his actions and the not catching the Ripper part. Holy crap. Why are you going to do that? Listen, it's it's, it's good. It is good. That is good. I mean, that won't defend him for actually doing it. No, but I mean, yeah, mind blown. Holy crap. I mean, it's true. But yeah, that's, I mean, it could have happened. It It could have. You know, I'm not sure. We're studying the paranormal. We're all students here. We're still trying to figure out how all this works. And I see it as a possibility. But we have our own opinions on, like, who, if we think that Holmes and Jack the Ripper is the same person. But we'll get to that at the end. Like, continue, continue. We'll get to that at the end. Because I got mine. I'm ready. Mine's just built up in my head. I'm ready. It's it's true. We got it. We got this. Okay. Okay, look. So... So we know that Holmes is he's he's in London. He's a block away he from this de- Devil's Acre where everything that could possibly happen happens. And it's at the same time that Jack the Ripper is murdering his way through all of the brothels. And remember when I told you to hold on to that number, that 48 cents mm-hmm. or the 7,500? This is where it comes into play because at the time there were so many brothels within the Devil's Acre that they these women were making $35 a week. Woo! Okay? So they were money back then. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, they were making the money. Now if you were if you were a good, you know, <clears throat> woman of the night. Mhm. You're, you're on the high end. You're making some good stuff. And because there were so many and because they were so well paid, it brought in some very famous people who had cause to stay hidden. Okay? Because, you know, there, there's a royal family out there. Yeah? Yes. And uh, a royal family member can't be known to be frequenting brothels right mm-hmm. okay so it was on the down low these these things happening and taking place in this devil's acre and in the, in the back rooms were it was on the on the dl it was like a, a a gentleman's club what happens in vegas stays in vegas you know right so that's another reason why we were having issues figuring out who jack the ripper actually was okay so the connections with Jack the Ripper and Holmes were made by him being in the area at the time of the the Ripper murders, the um, way that they killed. Okay, it was it was closely resembled each other. It was uncanny. The medical background, and apparently his handwriting was closely resembled to the Ripper letters that were sent to the police. And an eyewitness claimed an American was the last person seen with a Ripper victim. Dun, dun, dun. Mm -mm. Don't like it. One of the more interesting things that emerged 
about Holmes being the Ripper came from his great-great-grandson, Jeff Mudgett. There is a wonderful, wonderful little series, a little docu-series about Jeff Mudgett and how he goes on the investigation, which leads up to the inevitable exhumation of H.H. Holmes, of his body, and a DNA test to prove that the body found in the grave was indeed, in fact, Herman Mudgett. Um, unfortunately for, for Jeff, because he was on a mission to prove that his great-great-grandfather, H.H. Holmes, was indeed Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. Now, after he'd read two of Holmes' private diaries, okay, one theory claimed Holmes had trained an assistant to kill the women in London and that his true mission was to harvest their organs so he could make a serum to increase his lifespan. Okay. I mean, that's not too far-fetched. No. Okay. Um, And then that uh, the harvesting of organs to cheat death came from in Stalking Jack the Ripper. Speaking of inspiration, one of the reasons this person that I am quoting made uh, Frankenstein a favorite novel was because Holmes' most trusted associate, Benjamin Pitzel, had been called his creature in real life. Now, Benjamin Pitzel, Pitzel, P-I-T-E-Z-E-L, had worked with Holmes closely for several several years like back into the medical days you know going to to school years and he was the one who helped him come up with the idea of the insurance fraud using the cadavers well unfortunately for mr benjamin pitzel he also became a cadaver because he was in the um in the business of making these scams, right? Mm-hmm. And he had come up with the idea with with Holmes that we find a cadaver in this this other region, this other state, and I'll go hide out in London, and you can tell my family that I died, collect the insurance money from my widow, and then we'll be rich. It was $7,500 that the insurance company paid out, and unfortunately, he did indeed die, but his family was still under the impression that he was alive and hiding out in London because Holmes continued to lie to his widow. Right. He lied so much to them, including his five children, who were all under the age of 16, by the way, that... um, Not only was his father still alive, he was hiding out in London. Of course, he'll come back. But he also owes me me like $5,000. So his widow ends up giving him, Holmes, $5,000 from the $7,500 payout. In the meantime, remember when we told you to, oh, my God, why would people give him their children to babysit? In what form or what lifetime? Does this seem like a good idea? Would you do that? I absolutely would not. Um, But this is that moment that we were talking about. She, um, unfortunately, Miss Pitzel, gives three of her five children to home. She has five. Five. Two little girls and a son. He is supposed to be babysitting them, watching them for her, for money. He, okay, here's another gruesome fact. If gruesome is not for you, especially towards children, I suggest you leave now. I'm going to give you a moment. 
Okay. So he takes the two little girls, stuffs them into a chest, drills a hole into one side of the chest, locking them in there, and then hooks a line to gas, to a gas line, runs the hose to the hole and into the chest where he kills the two girls in this chest. Then he buries them somewhere on the property. I think it was in the backyard. I'm not sure. But he buries them there. And the son is the one that he brutally murdered, um, hacked up into pieces, and then burnt him in the oven. You remember when I told you about that oven? Yep. It's not good for children. This one was good for children. Why'd you mm-hmm. say it like that? <laughs> because that's what he said. This one's good for children. That other one, not so much. This but one's this good one. for children. <laughs> this one's good for children. Right here. And uh, his bones, oh, young Howard, his bones are one of the definitive pieces that uh, got Holmes locked up because they found his little teeth and jawbone in the oven. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, not everybody is convinced that Holmes is the Ripper. Okay. There were too many inconsistencies. And even though they say that the killings continued in Whitechapel uh, after he left London, others say that they stopped. They started when he was there, they ended when he left. Okay, so it depends on which side you're looking at, which side you're taking. Um, They were saying that the writing in the Ripper letters that were sent to the police and the detectives at the time were similar, but it wasn't conclusive to the writing of H.H. Holmes and the Ripper being the same. But here's where one of the other suspects come into play. Jill the Ripper. Yes. yes. Miss Ma'am. Miss, La- Miss Lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jill the Ripper. Now, the reason why a female comes into play here, labeled Jill the Ripper, is because when they did DNA testing on what was left of the envelopes, that these letters were received in, the DNA came back as female. So many people believe that there was a Jill the Ripper or two killers. The killer was male and the accomplice was female. But she has been dubbed Jill the Ripper. Which fascinates me because I... Didn't think that a woman could stand by and watch another woman be mutilated. But, you know. But here we are. Here we are. Women can be serial killers, too. And they're just as psychotic. Okay? There's no discrimination when it comes to the crazy. Okay? No discrimination. So, I was a little, huh? I need to look into this. Holy crap balls. And a little, oh, well, yeah, that can kind of make sense. I could see how there could be two. Okay? Then, this is my favorite, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because, you know, damn the man, save the empire, 
I don't know, but a lesbian serial killer. I just read that in the chat. <laughs> oh god. Um, the theory that Prince Albert Victor was Jack the Ripper. You was waiting he to was, talk about this one. I, I, let me, I was. Let me get ready. Oh, let me get ready. I was. Look here. Look here. Look here. I believe that there are, like, the royal family is rife with conspiracy theories and plot holes and all sorts of things that have yet to be, like, uncovered mm-hmm. and revealed mm-hmm. to the public. But it just makes me that more like, y'all are twisted. Like, it must have been the inbreeding. I'm not sure. Ooh. But holy crap. You know what I mean? Madam. So then I go on. <laughs> look. There were a lot. The Habsburgs. Hey, okay. anybody here? Okay. Anybody here know the Habsburgs? You ain't had to okay, call what them about out the royal, like that. Look, look. What about the royal family in in Spain? Ooh, okay, madam. Look, I'm just saying the royal. If you look into it, if you look into it, the Habsburgs were the most inbred family, but they also did inbreeding in the royal family in Spain way back in the day, y'all. I'm not saying right now, okay? So don't shoot me. I'm just mm-hmm, going by mm-hmm. history here. Um. Anyway. It makes for a lot of hoo hoo, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of twitchy, a lot of often in left field. So, according to one theory, <laughs> Prince Albert Victor, the grandson of Queen Victoria, was responsible for the infamous Jack the Ripper slayings in Whitechapel, which is part of the Devil's Acre. Okay. In few cases, okay. Haunt the popular imagination that Jack the Ripper, for almost five years, the Ripper stalked the dark streets of one London's poorest neighborhoods, leaving a trail of mutilated bodies and murdered hoes. All right. It's true. Hold on now. You know, it's, you know, it's true. I'm just put it in, you know, more modern vernacular. And uh, there was an intense manhunt. Right. Right. Now. Here's the theory about Prince Albert. And it just, it makes so much sense to me. It just really does. Remember when I told you that there were like royal important people who were frequenting these areas that, you know, were trying to keep it on the down low and that they're going to murder people who know too much. Right. Okay. So Prince Albert was one of those who frequented the Devil's Acre, the one who went to the brothels, who went to get some yes man. Okay. And he ended up falling in love with one that he met and this is just a theory i'm not saying it's the truth that he married said woman and they had a daughter in secret okay Mm -hmm. big scandal holy crap who no right a royal marrying a hoe how dare how dare how dare you that can't happen don't muddle the bloodlines that goes in a circle. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so he is. He said that he isn't particularly bright. Okay. And he had a lot of, you know, potential scandals. There were some rumors of homosexuality, which was then illegal. Okay. Not so much now, but way, way much then. Yay. And uh, yay for progress. Um, The rumors came to a head in 1889 when the police closed down a male brothel and discovered one of the brothel's clients had connections to the prince. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now there's whispers, there's this and that, that he visited, that he himself had visited the brothel, you know, but nothing was ever proven. 
And there was no hard evidence to suggest that he was a homosexual, which, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with that. But back then there was wrong. Here, not so much. Anyway, but in 1960, another darker rumor about Prince Albert Victor emerged that he was actually Jack the Ripper. Okay. And this theory came about by Stephen Knight in the book, Jack the Ripper, The Final Solution. Okay. And essentially there are two different stories behind this theory. And first it was Albert contracted syphilis. Now, if anybody knows what syphilis is, mm. it is an STD. Okay. And it causes your brain to become basically Swiss cheese. If you're not careful, if you don't get, you know, treated for it. And back then there wasn't a lot of treatments for things like this. Right. They were still learning. So penicillin was like the go-to for everything once it was discovered. Okay. Um, but they say that he contracted syphilis from a prostitute during a trip to the West Indies. And over time, the disease progressed until it began to attack his brain. Now, now he's quite insane, okay? He wasn't as insane before, but now he's like literally quite insane. And he decides to take revenge on the prostitutes of London. And he carried out a string of vicious killings. What we associate with the Ripper murders. Mm -hmm. Okay, now theory number two, and this is why I think both of them are plausible. Both of them are plausible to me, like serious plausible. Not so much of him doing revenge killings on, on you know, our poor and fortunate <clears throat> souls back then, um, but more for the fact that, yes, could he have been sick? Absolutely, he was sick. 100%. Okay, he was sick. Did he, was he known to frequent those areas? Yes. Yes, he was. So it makes sense, right? right. So then we get theory number two. The royal family protecting their empire. <laughs> it's not above them to do that. It's we not. Watch them and, we've watched them in real time do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this theory is, um, it doesn't really connect Albert directly to the slayings, but it suggested that Albert fell in love with a young Catholic girl who lived in Whitechapel. And it says that the two married in secret and had a child, but the idea that the eventual heir to the throne would have a child with a commoner, how dare, particularly a Catholic one, was unacceptable to the royal family at the time. So, in this scenario, okay, the killings were actually the work of agents of the royal family. And they were basically set out to murder anyone who had any knowledge of the prince's secret marriage or a child, or that the fact that he liked brothels. So they would go out, he would go out, do his thing, and they would go back and they would chop him up and murder them. And so, um, I mean, of course, there's no record of anyone alive at the time suggesting that the royal family or anyone associated with them was behind the Ripper killings, but, you know, it, 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 the theories were something that came about in, ninth, in the 1960s at the earliest, but hear me out. I am, and, and this is why I'm going to tell you this is my favorite one. Okay. My, it's completely plausible that Prince Albert was affiliated, if not Jack the Ripper. And because the more he frequented, it was one of the, th the things that they found in the stomachs of the victims. 
things that were not readily available in Whitechapel and were entirely too expensive for these people to have. Okay? So, like grapes, for example, cheeses, a certain type of bread. Okay? So, they would take those things and apply it to the social status of the client or the last client that those people were with, okay, those victims were with. And then they take that and put it with the fact that he was ill and he was going frequenting these areas. And of course they had to keep it secret. So what if he was the one that was actually doing the killings, but not as a revenge, but as a way to keep his fumble, okay, his scandal secret. So in his insane brain, he kind of just was like, I'm going to, I have to eliminate these people that know, you know, I have to, I have to eliminate these people. They gotta that, go. Yeah, they're going to tarnish my name and I can't have them tarnish my name. So he did the killings and the ones, the whole play of the royal family in it is covering up that he was the one doing the killings. Not that they were doing the killings on his behalf, but they were covering it up on his behalf. And that's why they never had definitive proof that he or H.H. Holmes or Jill the Ripper were actually the Ripper. I mean, could you imagine being a lowly policeman or a lowly detective really trying to figure this out? Who is the Ripper? And then having like Queen Mom come in there and tell you, okay, look. I'm going to let you know right now. Somebody give him some tea. This is my tea. These, these are my crumpets. These, this is my cheese. And I'm just going to let you know right now, none of this happened. And they were like, wait, but it did, actually. This is it not the droid it. you were looking for. Okay? This is this is not this is the not. Queen it. literally, they, she truly said, mind the business that pays you. Okay? Exactly. I, it's pl- I think it's more than plausible. Yes. Like, I believe, like, it could happen because when they went back to look at the files and the evidence that was collected during the killing spree of Jack the Ripper, there were key evidence, parts, whole files, even evidence that was collected that missing, gone, poof, gone. And I'm not talking about, like, 100 years later. I'm talking about, like, a couple of months later, mm-hmm. they go back, like, it's gone. Like, it's just a poof. It's been, you know what I mean? So... I just feel like it's more plausible than than anything else. That's that's my favorite theory so far is that one. But again, it said that H.H. Holmes, after he left London, that the killings continued in Whitechapel. So that's why I'm saying it had to be someone who lived there. And I think it was a higher up. And didn't the, didn't the killings continue after he passed as well? Yeah. So okay. They continued after he was dead. Here's my theory. Really? Okay. Here's here's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Here's where my noggin is. Cat, okay, catch up with me. All right, check this out. So I, I want to hear it. Tell me. I think when he was there, he started it, but I feel like after he passed, unfortunately, there are those that want to replicate the quote unquote art of their favorite serial killer and will continue the work as like a copycat. Yes, 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 a copycat. So I feel like Holmes started it when he was there. And then, of course, he was caught and was, you know, <clears throat> situated with the neck. Um, and then I feel like after he passed, there was a copycat that was just like, 
where is he? Where is my Jack the Ripper? Where I need to continue his work. Either they wanted to, I wanted to continue his work, or they wanted to be him, like an obsessed mm-hmm. like psycho fan that was just like, yeah, I'm, I and that and this. that kind of that's kind of plausible as well because there are a lot of people who fascinates about serial killers. There's people that romanticize serial killers as well. So I it's not yeah. it's not weird for it's it's uh, don't get me wrong it's weird that people do that but it's not weird we- to think that someone would do that or be a copycat. It's completely plausible. I mean, look Absolutely. at Ghostface. There was the original oh, Ghostface, and then next thing you know, everybody and their mama and their cousin and the squirrel in the backyard wanted to be Ghostface as well, and you know, started making. Mm-hmm. Weird ass memes about how sexy Ghostface. Okay, is. okay, okay. Wait okay. a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. And, 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 okay. and, 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 <laughs> and Dead by Daylight, Ghostface in the video game Dead by Daylight, Ghostface on there. It's 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 uh-huh, okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna go any mm-hmm. further. Just like just like Pyramid Head, right? Ooh, oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was coming. There it is. Mm-hmm. But 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 Sue, mm-hmm. Sue, he's muscular. <laughs> <laughs> he's muscular when he's all covered in the blood of his victims. That's Kool Aid. Don't worry about it. Don't. That's, that's, that's Kool Aid. <laughs> No, nah. he's not. It's, oh it's my Kool-Aid. god! He likes making Kool Aid, but his big pyramid head keeps bumping into the thing while he's trying to make the Kool Aid, and it goes all over the place. And he always just keeps spilling it on himself. He's right? He's got a hole in the Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Anyway. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for being here tonight and listening to our crazy theories about. She's just explaining her fanfic. <laughs> I am. I am. It's. Stop. I'm not Wattpad. All right. Listen. 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 <laughs> listen. Listen, I don't Linda. Need any judgment? Listen here, Linda and Becky. I'm keeping my eyes on both of y'all. Don't, we don't need judgment <laughs> for Becky with the good hair. We don't need any judgment for Pyramid Head. I bet not see nobody bring it up, and I bet not see nobody bring up Ghostface from Dead by Daylight. You better not. It's gonna happen. It's gonna oh, happen. 100%. You know, it's gonna, we're gonna it's get gonna off happen. of here, and then just gonna yeah. message me and be like, "So Pyramid, Pyramid Head too, huh?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Mm-hmm. What was what? that? Who's a pyramid head? I've never heard of him. I'm suddenly deaf and I, I can't understand la, la, la. English. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. No, I do not like Freddy Krueger. Do not do that. No, we will no end up Freddy extending Kruger. this whole podcast mm-hmm. until 11 o'clock with me just talking about how much I despise mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger. Do no, not. No. We can do a whole podcast on why Freddy Krueger is a no-no. Yeah, he 100% okay. is a no-no. 100% no-no. Anyway, so... Thank you for all for joining us on our crazy little theory conspiracy podcast about H.H. Holmes. Could he have been Jack the Ripper? Mm-hmm. And I hope this inspires you to do research for yourself. And don't believe the hype, I guess, yeah. because it was overhyped and over-sensationalized and even a little bit romanticized. And we're not going to do that here. And, and that doesn't discourage uh, 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 or like that doesn't like dial down the pain that he inflicted on family members exactly that does not dial down what happened at all or so many bodies that were never recovered there are so i feel like there is a lot more than what we know they're estimating 200 200 unfortunate souls and unfortunately i feel like that might be the case because he was very smart for me i don't like complimenting serial killers but i have to say this man was very smart he was he was smart and he was a swindler, 
he was a pathological liar yes. and he got away with a lot of stuff lot. before he was caught. So some estimate all the way up to 200. Some just say it was 27. Others say it was less than 27, just maybe like 10 or 11 or 12. And even that's a lot. That's, that's still a lot. lot. How one is a lot. Right? Exactly. There are a lot of bodies that have not yet been recovered, including his uh, third wife and sister's body that was never recovered. And the widower uh, and her daughter, Pearl, they were never recovered. Never. The family. Didn't he say that the the wife, that the mother and Pearl went to go visit family or was it that his wife and his sister went to go visit family? It was his wife and his sister that went to visit family and they were never seen again. But the family said, no, they never came over Mm -hmm. here. Yep. Never seen again. So if you liked this podcast, please, 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 please follow, subscribe, leave us a five-star review if you like us so much and come back and listen to us again. You can catch us live on Riverside on Friday nights and Wednesday nights. And you can also find us on almost every social media platform. You can't miss us. There's no excuse. Okay, it is no, no excuse. excuse. Hold on, I got find a, I got find a dad joke. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't even get it. Wait, wait. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, 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 okay. okay. You got I, it. I you got it. Because I need to tell them about where they can find us. Okay. So hurry. Okay. okay. What's, what's the dad? Um, um. <laughs> to whoever stole my copy of Microsoft Office, oh. I will find you. You have my word. <laughs> <laughs> okay you can find us on spotify iHeartRadio, apple podcasts google podcasts you can literally find us anywhere Hmm. pod addict pod vine we're there for your listening pleasure to laugh with us to cry with us if we ever do cry we did cry on that one podcast with this on one podcast we did but it was it was it was a very touching story. Yes. And we also do creepypasta readings. Okay. And we're doing a really good one next one. It's the third installment to uh, Dear Cryptid Hunters, Stay the Fuck Off My Land. So um, if you want to hear that one, look, tune in next Friday. But anyways, join our Discord where we cuss and discuss all of the things that we find. And you can be, uh, you can have access to all the research that we have done. We will post all of our links there where you continue your own research. Or... You can leave suggestions for new podcasts and new conspiracy theories, history mysteries, and uh, all the ghosties, too. So join us here next Wednesday for the PCPS, the Paranatural Cryptid Preservation Society, as we bring you another interesting cryptid. Five times fast. Oh, honey, I got practice. (laughs) (laughs) And next Friday for the Paranormal Umbrella, when we continue our creepypasta reading with our third installment on the current story that we are reading now so thank you so much thank you love you all welcome back soon <laughs> thank you love all of our little cripplings and we hope to see you next week bye